Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show and yes, it's been about a month at least this last episode of this. Yeah, yeah, ish. Ish, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, very busy October, people getting married, people moving house and Connor specifically on vacation for like a week, uh, knocking everything out of whack, uh, meaning that we had to take a break from Influx for a few weeks. Uh, this episode is actually going to be about Serpico, which was the Patreon vote winner uh, for October. So so this is just obviously a little bit late, but uh, we're doing it now. Uh, in fact, we already have the winner for the next one, which is uh, Old Boy, so you'll get that sometime later on this month. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're starting off with Serpico uh, for the first back after the break. Um, yeah, so we'll start spoiler free, as we always do. See, it's been so long since we recorded one of these that I forget what I say at the start. <laughs> so, spoiler free, and we'll warn you in the middle before we go into spoilers. Um, although I feel about this one, there's not as much to get into spoiler-wise, uh, in a sense, because A, it's based on a real person, and... It kind of just unfolds. Yes, yes, it kind of unfolds, and there's not I really think... surprises, <laughs> I don't think. Well, I mean, the movie opens with the ending. It, more it, or less. More, more or less, yeah, because the, the movie opens with him being taken to hospital because he's been shot, and it sets up the premise of the film because, you know, some phone calls get made, you know, saying, oh, Serpico's been shot, Frank Serpico's been shot, and someone says, was it a cop? It says, like, oh, well, I know at least six that could have done it, and it's like, okay, right, that sets up the... Because yeah. I, I think the opening is great. The opening is like a really dark kind of, you know, he's dying in the back of this car, and it's like, okay this could have been another cop. And then, you know, we go back to when he first became a police officer and we, we journey through We the just time follow there. the journey of his career. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's worth mentioning that just about every other character is not real. Like, they, they fictionalised everyone else. They didn't want to... D- didn't want to throw anyone under the bus. Yeah. Uh, I think, controversially, uh, the friend character, Bob, who he kind of, like, goes to and, like, works with for a bit in the movie, um... He, he's also fictional, but he's based on, like, a real person who did help him. And apparently in real life, just from a quick bit of research earlier on, I didn't go too deep into it, but apparently it was more of, like, a 50-50 thing and he was equally as important. But for whatever reason, the, the book dude, that was written about got it... Shafted. And yeah. he got He got shafted. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't want to go into that, because, I mean, like I say, I, I saw it briefly mentioned in the Guardian I think, article. I, I know I, I read a while back that uh, in, in the movie he's got two girlfriends. Yeah. But at the same was... time. He, he breaks up with one and... Yeah, yeah, but I think it, I think it was like he he actually had like five and like they're they're all on the go together. I think and like some of oh, the really? things like yeah, yeah. Ah, that's int- well, what's interesting about that though is because he's such a a morally centered character that that would add a little bit of grey to him. The idea that he's he's got multiple girlfriends at the same time. Yeah, but time. they all know. I think. It was, oh, they all knew what okay, it sounded it was, like. Yeah, it was it was all in the up and up. All right, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. In which case, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> um. Because, I mean, this is the story of a cop who's not happy with the corruption, basically. is He he becomes a cop, he's a bit of an idealist, he wants to be a police officer and do good. He always wanted to be a cop, he always wanted to go out and, you know, help people. And he very quickly runs into corruption and the way the system works. And throughout the movie he is transferred from precinct to precinct because he keeps getting into trouble with the other cops around him because every single precinct he goes to is corrupt. And he keeps trying to fix it. He keeps trying to bring it up to superiors. He gets stonewalled, and that's the that's the, that's the movie. That, that's it. <laughs> that, that, no, in terms of the plot, it's so straightforward. It is. Um, it may actually be a relatively short conversation because of that. Because I, I think what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Al Pacino, of course, who, who plays Serpico. We'll talk about how the direction is held by Sidney Lumet, who's a fantastic director. He worked with uh, Pacino again on Dog Day Afternoon a couple of years after this, which is also a very very good movie. 
Um, so yeah, you know, uh, so so I I wanted to see this for a long time just because of his name, just because oh, Sinelli May directed this. I, I wanted want to dive into it. Makes sense. Uh, I mean, I it'd been on my list to see at some point just because well, with Serpico, right? It's one of those that people are like, oh yeah, yeah. It's one of those classics that you know you got to watch it at some point. It's I'd say it's like a B tier classic. I I don't feel like it's in the conversation with a lot of the other big heavy hitters, but it's kind of like yeah, but it's always just around. Yeah. It's it's always just you know it's always on that best of list in the lower half kind of thing. So it's always yeah. down there. <laughs> but it's, it's always in the conversation where it's like, oh, should we watch? It's like it's not the first thing you should watch. Yeah, it's definitely okay. You should definitely get to it at some point. Yeah, that's that's kind of where it falls. Um. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. I guess we'll ask the question. Car, did you enjoy Serpico? I did. Did you? I did. did yes. There we go. <laughs> kind of really could have guessed that. Given yeah. Well, well we I mean, we'll rate the movie the then. Time. I guess we're done. We'll we'll, we'll bye bye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hope you enjoyed your five minute episode. No. Um. Got ease ourselves back into this. Yes. 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 We'll build up. We'll do a ten minute episode next week. Now, Serpico is an interesting character study. I do think it maybe goes on a little bit too long. Uh, yeah. I th- I think by the nature of the plot, and I know it's making its point. There is a point though where he gets you know transferred to like the fifth precinct. It's like okay, I get it. He's got everyone's going to be corrupt again. Yeah, yeah, we've seen it all before, and and you get the the point is it's supposed to feel repetitive and yeah. everything's the same because that's how he's feeling. But yeah. as a as a viewer, yeah, okay, maybe it's once or twice too many times. Well, once or twice too many times may, may have been worth um, either just montaging one or two of them. And there's not even one or two specifically that I would call out and say, that's the one you'd cut. Because they all have no, something no. unique. They all have something they, they different. They do. They all have something. It's just by the time you're on the fifth, sixth one, you're yeah. like, yeah, okay, I, I get it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. It, it goes in circles a little bit. But again, that's kind of the point because it is going yeah. in circles for him. Yeah, I, I think you you should you do three and then a montage, or you do well two montage and then the, the third one. Yeah, the yeah. big one at the, towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a nice nice build. It it kind of all hinges. Well, not all. There's good direction as well. But it, a lot of this hinges on on Pacino. Uh, it does. Yeah. And luckily, he has to carry it. And luckily, he's Al Pacino. Um, because not 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 because there's very few characters like I say his friend Bob who does kind of help him and then his girlfriends who I mean let's be honest the girlfriends are probably the weakest part of the movie because they're very underdeveloped they're just kind of there to be like hey we want marriages and babies and that's kind of their characters yeah it, it's basically they're there to have someone where he can go no no I want to be dedicated to the job too yeah it's basically it's basically Captain Kirk it's no 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 I'm married to my my career I'm married to my starship that's much. essentially it. He keeps getting into these longer relationships, but they're, they're just kind of like, yeah, we'll live together, but you know, I'm not going to get married. I don't want to have kids. I don't want to do any of this. Um, but he he goes through all these different things. And we see him, you know, when he first starts, he's, he's in his uniform. Uh, they, 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 he's with this, you know, his partner at the time. And they, they get a call for a rape and they, they show up as a gang rape and they chase down the guys. And he he kind of... You know, when he takes the guy in and he, he wants it to, you know, to, to be his caller, the you know the, the detectives kind of kind of laugh and like, no, no, we'll take it because you know, you, come on, give it to us, like you know, you you don't need a caller, whereas we we've got quotas to fill and you know, t- you know, bullshit like that. Yeah, um, and it, it's it, the whole movie is that. Yeah, yeah, so it's basically yeah, that's not how things work. It, it's it's you know, it presents the cops as more of like a just this corrupt gang 
that happen to have badges that you know will occasionally arrest bad people but a lot of it's them making deals and it's funny because we, we've been watching the deuce and i i couldn't not think about that because it's around the same time period it's yeah. you know we've seen some of some of that in there um it's the same city of course as well um, uh, yeah yeah there's a, a a great bit for me is when uh, the other cops start shooting at him like not, not realizing that it's him yeah because one of the big things in the movie is that he he becomes a, a non-uniform uh yes. cop and a plain closure and he like he even mentions how everyone seems to think he's corrupt immediately just because he's in plain clothes that you know as soon as you're not in a uniform because they all are (laughs) because they all are um and he does he he does look kind of grungy he he has like his hat he lets his beard grow out he looks like a homeless man to be honest for the beard just gets longer and longer yeah for all the movie I, i imagine they just shot this backwards or in order or not i mean yeah. Well, I mean, from from the from the first scene, right? Oh, outside, outside of the, the yeah, the, the yeah, flash yeah. forwards, yeah. But in in terms of chronological order, I'm sure they just yeah, yeah. more or less did it in order because or or at least at the very least segment it off into the sections where he's got this type of facial hair and just let it grow a bit. I don't know. I feel like it'd be easier to start with it big, right? Get it out and then start and then just trim it down as you go and just trim it and trim it and trim it and trim it. I mean, yeah, you, 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 never... you absolutely could do that. I, but I think it's equally as possible that they just shot it in order. You could do. It. I, I'd do it backwards. It's just that seems easier to me. It seems like I've got more control over it. You got more control, and like... admittedly, you don't have to wait for it to grow a little bit between when it's supposed to jump up. You but... can go right next day, trim it down a you know an inch, whatever. Um, I I also wonder if it's more complicated than we're making it sound, and there was a, a really convoluted schedule to place. this. Yeah. yeah. To, to, to make his beard work I mean that I, I don't know yeah. um, wouldn't surprise me if there's actually were two scenes where it's actually a fake beard <laughs> Just, it wouldn't be the first time because they had to go back and do a couple of scenes like shit we ought to shave them right go and yeah go, yeah. go and do it uh, but yeah so so he, he's going to read all of the various precincts and he gets very frustrated and at first he's, you know, he's handed an envelope with money and he's like this is weird and he goes to his, his commanding officer and hands it in and his command officer takes it and says, "No, hey, like this is you know yours. This is yours. What do you want me to do with this?" Yeah, um, as everyone gets their their share, and he doesn't understand. Like, and he, he tries to report over his head. It doesn't go very well because even when they, they they sound receptive to what he's saying, they kind of just don't do anything about it. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. they're not right. along. It's like, yeah, yeah, we'll look into it. Because that's kind of the, the the escalation of the film is that he keeps going higher and higher on the food chain. Um, he, he goes higher up. He goes to the commissioner. He's basically fobbed off. He goes higher than that. He's fobbed off, and it's not until he actually goes outside the department and speaks to press that some feathers actually get ruffled a little bit. Yeah, and it's like okay, and so it's the frustration because he gets really angry because obviously he's very idealistic. There's a point in the movie where he starts getting very angry at home because he, no matter what he does, he's getting stonewalled. Yeah, I think that's maybe the only point in the movie where he becomes unlikable yeah. because of how naive he is with, with the idealism like yeah with the with the money in the envelopes it's like right okay take them and donate them to charity like someone even suggests that right donate yeah. to charity do something good with it and he's just like nope not touching it and it's, it's yeah frustrating yeah because you're not frustrated with him for wanting to fight it and like you know like expose it but, but there are better ways but it's like you're making us because that's one of the big things is that you're, he's making himself a target by actively refusing it in front of everyone else's face like you know he's actively yeah painting himself as someone who doesn't take the money and that's why the big things is they'll have cops say oh you can't really trust a cop who doesn't take the money you can never trust them and yeah. they refer to him as being weird and 
they force them to go with the other cop at one point who who like collects money and then distributes it and you know evenly counts it. Um, and that cop eventually, you know, I, I mean, I'll give the spoiler warning because I feel like there's there's not much to talk yeah. about without it. It's it's kind of. It's, it's, it, but at the same time, I don't feel like we're actually going to spoil that much by telling you the plot. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think anything is lost by knowing yeah. the uh, the outcomes of anything because it's all just in you know the direction, the performance. Yeah, uh, but he, you know, that, that cop eventually dies, and all the other like detectives, one of whom was kind of Frank's friend, you know, at yeah. the academy. He's like, no, you need to take the money. But they end up all meeting in, in uh, the park, and it's this very tense conversation, and they're in broad daylight. But you get this feeling that they're all starting to conspire against him. They're all starting to talk about him, and 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 what he's up to, and who he's talking to. Yeah, and they get to this point where it's like, fine, if you're not going to take it, we'll just split your share. Yeah, um, and it keeps it keeps escalating. It keeps escalating. It goes further up. Uh, at one point, he thinks he's getting a higher up to help him, uh, and he doesn't talk to him for months, and then gets pissed off that he talked to the press and just kind of opts out of the whole thing. Um. And then when he finally does get some kind of investigation, right, from another department, right, you know, they send in, uh, it's not internal affairs, I don't think, right, yet. I, I think this is the story of how internal affairs kind of get set up, actually, uh, if I recall correctly. Sounds like it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's outside the department, and he, he actually starts refusing to, like, testify and things like that, because, like, no, you because all this is going to do is get a couple of scapegoats, a couple of, you know, low down the food chain, uh, this could only be happening to this level if people high up knew about it this whole time. Yeah. And all the all those captains, they knew yeah. exactly what's going on. At best, the commissioner just didn't care and turned a blind eye. At worst, he's culpable. On the take, yeah, yeah. he's just as bad as everyone else. Um, which you know, so so he feels this frustration and he's trying to like sort through it. Uh, but what the film really is, that's I mean, that's the plot. That's what's happening until eventually the actual fear of like, because one of the things that's brought up is that hey. What's going to happen? It's not that another couple necessarily shoot you, but when you need backup, they won't show up. It's when they'll, they'll just look the other way when you shout for help. Yeah, uh, and that's essentially what happens. He's on this drug bust, and and again, a new department again by the end of the movie, and he's he's at this door tackling to try and get in, and the other two cops there could help him and just like shoved in the door with him, but no, they just stand there and wait for him to get shot. And he gets shot in the face. He gets shot right in the cheek. Yeah, that's um, painful. And he survives, uh, and he eventually testifies. Of course, that's the end of the movie. But um, that's the you know that, that, that's the, the the plot and the fault. He gets you know he gets like cards in, in hospital at the end of the movie, but it has like get well crossed out, and it'll say die slowly or you know things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's pretty grim. But what I think what it really is though the movie and what the the main mechanic in the movie that makes it work because the plot's fine. It's an interesting plot. Uh, bit repetitive perhaps in places, but that's just kind of the nature of what what actually happened. Is it's this this constant kind of like it's almost a superhero movie. And stay with me here when I when I say this. All right. Okay. I'm I'm waiting. I'm going to compare it a little bit to The Dark Knight. And what I what I mean by this is it's about not giving up your your sense of right and wrong, your sense of your ideals. It's not being broken by the system around you, right? No matter what. Now this is a bit almost arguably a darker ending because he is kind of broken by it, and he you know he retires, he goes off to Switzerland. Tell us what it says at the end. He's living in Switzerland somewhere, you know, off the grid. Yeah. Uh, but you know, no matter what, um, he he sticks to his ideals, and again, kind of in a stupid way almost, where he's making it really obvious. You know, he's putting himself in danger by doing so. 
but arguably putting on a bat suit and going out and fighting yeah, people I mean, is also I, I don't disagree with what you just said but yes. it's also not the my read that I would get For, to me it's a it's a descent into obsession it's you know because you know, no, no, it's the way he's so obsessed with being so morally right that it, oh, it sure. actively can... affects everything and makes his life worse. And he gets, you know, ruins his home life. He gets angry. He pushes his his friend away, you know, and you know, ultimately it leads to him getting shot. And it, you know, it's all these things. It's this obsession. It's, it's the way it builds over time. That that does not that does not, in any way, <laughs> sever the connection to Batman. <laughs> it, it Is Batman not a story of obsession? <laughs> It's his war on crime, not an obsession. Tell me it isn't. How no, dare no, you? It is, but <laughs> how, you know, typically they're not the the descent into the obsession, right? Sure, just, we sure. we kind of skip over that part for usually. Well, I, I think maybe what you'd say that is this is more of a a, a a realer take on it, and that to 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 actually stick to your ideals like this, you have to be obsessed, and maybe that does have yeah. all these these consequences. Because even if you take it that, and it's it's and, and it's most like purest cynical form, and I don't necessarily disagree with that cynical form because it is an obsession, and it does drive everyone yeah. else away. Um, is it still worth it for not giving up his ideals? When everyone else is like, just you know, let it go. He's like, no, I'm not going to because it has to mean something. It has to stand for something. And I guess the movie kind of leaves it open, but like, it's it's almost a sunk cost fallacy, right? Where he's like, no, 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 I've stuck to my guns this long. This many people hate me already. I might as well keep going. <laughs> yeah, but that's the question, though. Can anyone ever stick to their ideals and you not accuse them of just being obsessed or sunk cost fallacy? No, it's fair. Can can they ever just do it for the right reasons that they're claiming to do it for? I think they can. And I think uh, Frank Zucker mostly did. I think in his mind, it was always, it wasn't, oh, I can't give up now. It, you know, I've put too much time into this. It was. It, I think he always was genuinely believing, no, no, I've got to do this because it's the right thing to do. That's mm. the way it's presented in the movie, at least. But at the same time, it doesn't mean it didn't become an obsession. Uh, it didn't. It, it definitely negatively impacted his life. Oh, sure uh, not. No, I, 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 I agree with that. And I, I guess that's like some of the sacrifices that one has to make, I suppose, if no one's willing yeah. to stand by them while they're, while they're going in their, <laughs> their, yeah. their deep dive. But it's the idea of sunk cost fallacy, which is something that uh, you can talk about a lot when it comes to not backing mm. down. Um, and I, I wonder, like... If you can accuse someone who's do, who's who who you would agree is trying to do the right thing, um, at which point does it matter that it's sunk cost fallacy? Yeah, should they give up? Because if anyone on the other side is going to have going to also be operating under sunk cost fallacy, then the good guys are never going to win. Someone has to be obsessed enough and care enough to actually see it through. That's true. Um... I think the the problem is the onus falls on in this case the the good guys right because they've got to change the system. Everyone else just has to be uh, content and do nothing. Yeah, they just have to just let it carry on. Whereas it's it's him that has to actively push for change. Well, that's why so, uh, a that's why he's the protagonist because it's a movie. Yeah. Uh, but b that's also like that's the challenge of it, right? That's the right. But what I mean is it's why I wouldn't necessarily call what the others were doing some cost is because they're not even thinking about it like that. Oh sure, I was speaking more in broad terms, just to how you use sunk cost in general when you've got okay. two sides of the same debate. Just think of politics right now, like just. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, I think it's it's easier to 
uh, whoever's on the, the, the defending side of, of whatever the status quo is usually gets away with not being sunk cost because they don't have to think about it in the same way as a rule. I don't know if I can agree with that. <laughs> okay. I just don't feel it's always the case. I, I just feel like not so not so much in the sense of like how things are, but just in the sense of when they're arguing why things should stay the same, it t- typically turns into sunk cost fallacy right, okay. and not changing their minds. Um, I think it depends whether or not they're actually benefiting from. Like in this case here, the, sure, the yeah, yeah. Cops, they're benefiting to them. It's well, we're getting money out of this. It's 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 a win win for them. They're like, oh, this is good. Why would we want to change it? Okay, for them, it's just straight up corruption and greed. Um, yeah. which but... I think maybe this is the you know me being cynical again is is more often than not the case in in so you know. Oh yeah, you 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 are like no no like I I like the idea that he does become obsessed in an unhealthy way, but at the same time his obsession what he's obsessed about is actually quite noble, and he does it achieve is, something yeah. good by do, by oh, becoming absolutely. obsessed. Yeah, and it's that question of like, can we achieve something without becoming obsessed? You know, something this grand and big where the system is so corrupt and rot, and I don't think anyone would argue that it should be cleaned up. Like no one wants. This to be the focus. Where I mean, the first time they get a call for the attempted, you know, they even attempted the gang rape. Um, the the guy in the car's like, oh, that's not our precinct. You know, that's fine. We can just go to sleep. Someone else can get it. He doesn't care. It's it's like it's like he's like, no, no, we're supposed to be. This is supposed to be our job is to try and protect people. <laughs> like this yeah. is this is what we're supposed to do. Uh, and obviously there has to be a, an element of like this is just our job. We can't we can't take everything as like we're we're these noble guardians every day. Like that's just no one can live up to that every day of their damn lives. Yeah. Of course they can't. But there's also like the other end where it's like, no, no, we don't care about that. We just care about extorting money out of criminals, and that's 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 our day to day. That's all yeah, we care about. Yeah, that's how we make our living, right? Yeah. Um, and he, you know, so so yeah, no, the idea that it's obsession, but and I think that's why it's maybe an apt comparison to Batman, rather than someone like Superman or or the Flash mm. or whatever, because Batman is obsessed um, to an unhealthy amount where everyone kind of kind of points that out. But he does get the job done, and you can never necessarily argue that he's doing things for the, for the right reasons, or that he's achieving something good in what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. take all that sense. He's you're on his side. It's the right thing to do in terms of the results. Yeah, but it's definitely damaging to himself. It's um yeah, there's that sacrificial element, I suppose, if you want to go down that path. I I also I also wonder like um. It takes a lot of willpower to get anything like this big done, and I do. I do then t- tie him back into: Do you have to be obsessed to achieve any of this? Is that the only way to have the willpower and have the determination is to actually be a little obsessed? And you know, where is the line where it goes from? You're just really into. Do, you yeah. really want change? To uh, okay, now it's an obsession. Yeah, um, and I think it's an interesting thing because I don't think I could pinpoint the moment that that is in this film. I think that makes it more realistic. Because I don't think yeah. there, there necessarily is like a, a moment. No, you know, no, for there's most no people. point where I go, oh, that's it. That's the point where I'd say it's an obsession now. You just kind of somewhere two thirds through, you're like, man, this is really unhealthy. Yeah. Um. So no, it's it's, it's a really interesting character study. I mean, that's what the movie is. Yeah. It's a character study yeah. of him and everything he goes through. Um. But it's also a condemnation of the corruption. It's a condemnation of how things worked. Um. And yeah. in in an effort to change them. So it's. It's almost like a, a historical thing of like, look, this is how bad it was. Let's not let it get back here. It's like a and, re- reminder of, of what it was. And I think also by extension, 
if things weren't actually that bad, if things were only just a little bit iffy, right? Yeah. It would take less effort to fix it. I think the fact that someone has to be obsessed to even make a dent in the in the, the, the system is a sign of how bad the system is. Yeah. Um so it's it's almost like again, it's the <laughs> I keep going back to Batman, but it's the idea that it's how bad that say is. They created Batman. They created who he was because of how bad it is. It created something so powerful on the other opposite end of the scale to try and counteract it. Kind of Serpico kind of became more obsessed to counteract I what was going on. I can't believe we came out of this discussion with the conclusion that Serpico is Batman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought we're going to come into this, and this is one of those f- films that you know it's been talked about to death, right? Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. We we haven't got any fresh takes on this. Yeah, there's a few we've done in the past where it's like we'll talk about it, but we haven't got any hot takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if anyone else has gone to Serpico. He's Batman. I mean, <laughs> I never came in with the intention of doing that. It was just, you know, I, I got to compare it, and the more I think about it, the more I can kind of correlate. Dude, no, I mean, no, obviously, the, not... the more the more we talk about yeah. it, the, the, the the more evidence there is. And not everything lines up, but just, I mean, I actually really like that last point I made about uh, it creating him. Like, he became this obsessed because he tried to fix it in a gentle way that wasn't an obsessed way. And the more it rallied against them, the more the corruption became this bigger demon to slay, the more he had to become this... I would say it wasn't even the more it rallied against him. It was just the more, the the, the longer the indifference went on. It just, it was time that broke him. Because it didn't get any worse. It was just shit from the start. And it was just the fact that it, no one was trying to change it. They, it. they kept saying they were, but that nothing was happening. I would say it got bigger because he kept, he kept every time he went to a new precinct, it got bigger because for, at least for his for his perception. Oh, for, because, for his perception, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't actually bigger and bigger as moving on, but for for him learning, because okay, after one precinct, okay, this is bad. Second one, that's bad. And I remember going to the third one. He actually got the the, the officer to phone the commander and say, "Is is the precinct clean?" He doesn't want to be anywhere that's not clean, and they assure him it is, and it's even dirtier than the last. Two. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, and I think maybe after that point, he's not surprised anymore at any any new place. But that was yeah. like the last straw. Because I think it, I think it might be that third one. He's like, oh, no, no. that last place was small fry. They were taking back, you know, a hundred a week. These guys are going back with eight hundred. Yeah, because uh, there's that great scene uh, about a third, maybe halfway through, where he arrests a guy who is supposed to be untouchable. He's supposed to be protected by the police because he pays up. And he snaps a little bit. He snaps a little bit. He brings him in. Uh, and he, he doesn't snap yet. He brings him in first. And then it's when he's sitting there waiting to be booked that the guy makes a sort of snide little joke about yeah, how... Yeah, all the other officers that are there just chilling. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll let you out in 20 minutes. Don't worry. Yeah. And he's acting like this is not a big deal. Like, ah, oh, this is fine. You, you can't touch me. And he just grabs him in... I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily throw punches, but he just very roughly gets him up against the wall, searches him, rips his clothes, throws him in the cell like he's nothing, yeah. uh, ragdolls him, essentially. Um, it's very, um, it's, I wouldn't say violent, but aggressive. Yeah, and then he smashes the chair he was sitting on and makes sure every other detective in that room knows how he yeah, feels right now. He's being arrested, yeah. yeah. He, he's staying in that cell. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of glorious. Uh, and there's also sorts of other little things uh, sprinkled throughout the film, like uh, he gets this this uh, weird complaint on his record because uh, when he's working at the fingerprint place, because he, he he signs up for the academy to like learn how to do the fingerprints, uh, read them, which looks like, which by the way, before computers, this looks like really boring work. He's he's got like a little you know little uh, what do you call it magnifying glass? Yeah, I, I think that's got a specific 
Yeah, yeah. This is, it does have a specific yeah. thing, but it's but, basically what it is. Yeah, and he's like just checking fingerprints. I'm, oh my god, this looks so dull. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't want to do that. Thank uh, God for computers. And uh, he he's in he goes into the bathroom and there's like a guy in there. He's actually the guy in there is like spying on like this fitness gym or something across the across yeah, the street. Yeah, like, oh look at look at the hot chick. Yeah. And he's like, oh go on then, I'll have a look. And he's got the light off because gone. of that. And then yeah. because because he was talking about ballet a minute ago this other officer who's like a superior follows him in and because he sees him in the bathroom with another guy he in assumes he's gay yeah. and you know loses his shit about the fact that there's a gay cop and the you know yeah and he puts in a complaint and it's again it's, it's showing you the times it's showing you just everything that, that he's facing and you know we know he's not gay not that it matters not that it should matter um but this is just these assumptions made about him uh, yeah. just because he's a little bit different just because he's talking about ballet he, he takes a Spanish class and you know for the, for the other cops that's weird yeah because yeah. he wants I to mean, learn weird, yeah. but... <laughs> it's not that weird I mean ugh, Spanish who cares yeah I mean it... <laughs> some people like <laughs> learning languages I mean I don't uh, but well, some, people do. some people are idiots what do you always say I feel like you're being aggressively douchey here for some reason. Yeah, and I, yeah I, I am. And I'm not sure why. I, I feel like we've had a month off. I haven't insulted foreign languages enough. I feel like I've got to get it all out. Mm. Mm. Well, we're doing TV Multiverse after this. There's a fantastic ginger line uh, in, in one of the shows, so I'm looking forward to yes, talking about yes. that. Yes, And we're going to have some fun talking about accents. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, it turned out it wasn't really from that place, so it's okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, but I got I got multiple shows to talk about accents. Oh, sure, okay, that's oh, that's true, that's true, yeah, that's true, that's true. Anyway, uh, so, so yeah, so perform. I mean, Pacino's performance, uh, it's very understated at first. It's very, it's funny. Pacino back back then was very quiet, right? And then Pacino now, you just imagine him shouting and yelling and everything. Yeah. Uh, Which is basically how we get over this movie. He starts as just this quiet, normal dude. Yeah. And by the end, he's yelling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's basically him. He's a man, bro. You can you can almost argue that I mean, fudge some details, and this is just a prequel to uh, Dog Day Afternoon because in that he's like you know shouting at a cat, a cat and you know doing this 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 whole this whole uh, kidnap haste uh, yeah. standoff thing of a jig. Uh, we didn't do Dog Day Afternoon at some point. Multiple times I've seen it. Um, uh, which is notable because one of the actors I can't remember his name I'm going to go and find it uh, there's an actor who unfortunately passed away quite young um, who was only in five movies and Dog Day Afternoon was one of them but the reason why I bring this up is because this guy uh, let's find Dog Day Afternoon where is it this guy uh, has five movies were The Godfather Godfather Part 2 Dog Day Afternoon The Conversation and when I click on his name, I'll tell you. Uh, John Cazale uh, was was the, was the guy's name. Um, yeah, five movies, and the other one was a Deer Hunter. And that's a hell of a filmography. That that is quality over yeah. quantity. Um, who yeah. who knows what career they had if you, if you'd, you know if you'd, if it lived, but um, that that is like one of the best resumes ever. Is that that set of five movies? Yeah, if you've only got five movies to your name, and you can go into those five, you you you're up there, right? I almost think it'd be funnier though if uh, you had like four classics and then one just like like you That's know a shite. you had yeah. like you know Godfather, you had the conversation, you had Dog the Afternoon, you had Deer Hunter, and then the fifth one was like Chopping Mall, like that would amuse me greatly. 
Yeah, yeah. Although, let's be honest, Chopping Mall is better than all of them. Oh, yeah, Chopping Mall's fantastic. Maybe I should have picked an actual bad movie, but Chopping Mall, yeah. uh, something really different, you know? <laughs> Compared to the, all, all these Oscar contenders and, like, you know, tour de force, like, performances and... You know, and he's not the main character in any of them. He's 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 like he's one of the sort of supporting cast in all of them. But he's he's yeah. he's very good in all of them as well. To be fair, but um, yeah. So so yeah, direction very understated, very straightforward. Yeah. Um, as is the pacing, as is the editing. Um, but it it has that grungy, you know, seventies New York feel to it. So dirty. It feels so dirty. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it was just the times, but for some reason, New York in the seventies and eighties just looks disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just always does. Um, I have to imagine it actually was just disgusting because it's so prevalent. As that's that's how I see it. Yeah, it's a, but I hear it's actually one of the nicest and safest con- uh, cities in the country now. But um, well, they did a good job cleaning up, didn't they? Yeah, t- t- they got they got to thank. and his mate Bob single handedly. Um, not single handedly. Yes, yes, <laughs> two of them apparently. Yeah, yeah. Let's give him the credit he deserves. Well, before we wrap up, though, is there any other like um, I mean, positive? Sure, but I'm specifically asking about uh, critiques. Maybe I mean we talked about the pacing being maybe a little bit slow and uh, been a little over long. The girlfriend character has been a little underdeveloped and just kind of being there to to be the girlfriends essentially. Um, yeah, I'd say we we spoke a lot about how the the direction, the editing, you know, it's very confident and yeah. uh, knows what it's doing. I'd say it could benefit from maybe shaking it up a little bit as as the situation is getting you know worse for for Serbico, you know, or he believes that it's all worse. You know, it's all ramping up. I feel like maybe maybe just speed up the edits a bit, you know, just a, just a touch here or there, make it feel a little bit more frantic. Time's running mm-hmm. out. All these it, it never it's so uh, relentless in its pacing that. I don't think that accurately reflects the story or the character at, at the end. I can see that. I can see that. Um, or maybe even just shake it up in terms of uh, direction and style. It, yeah. You know, you know, maybe have to go with the frantic thing. Maybe have more handheld, perhaps in the, the yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. you, you want to do to to achieve it, but just something. I feel like it's so relentlessly the same, which I get. I understand why. But I don't know. I feel like for the character it would have would have made more, uh, bit, bit more impact if if it had shaken up the direction as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think that about does it then. So we should probably rate the film. What would you give Serpico out of ten? I'll give it a straight eight. That's exactly what I was going to give it. You're still in my thunder. You... <laughs> well, you could go first. You doing? Well, no, because there's more anticipation for my score. <laughs> that's not if it's just the same as mine. There usually is, though. <laughs> sure, if you, if you say so. It's not like, it's not like I, I know what you're going to say. It's not, no, I, I thought I, you said the same number I was going to say. I, I don't think you've got any statistics to back this up. I don't need statistics. Of course you do. You, ca- you can't claim that there is more anticipation just on a gut feeling that you have. All right, fine. You can keep track of where people skip in the video, and so many people just skip over your rating. They just oh, oh, yeah, yeah, do they really? Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see about that. That's what they do. Uh, so <laughs> what they do is they skip over it to get yours first, and then come back to mine. <laughs> that, that is so cool. 
This has been One Twenty One in Flux, and we will be back hopefully next week uh, with another movie. Uh, not Old Boy next. We'll we'll do at least one more, uh, another one before we go back to another Patreon pick. But uh, uh, we'll be back with a movie next week, and hopefully back to a regular weekly schedule on these uh, because we do actually like watching movies, which is as strange as that sounds to say. Yes, but we do. We, we do. So, the The only reason I would say is is if you don't get one over the next few weeks. It's probably because we did a Star Trek movie instead, because we're working through those as well. And if if a week gets busy, it might have to alternate. There should be both. Or... There should be both. But if you if you don't see one of these and there's a Star Trek movie, that'll be why. Sure, but, that's, I mean, that's a possibility. But there should be both next not. time. Yeah. There should be. We will see you next time. Let us what you thought of the movie in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at uh, mailed underscore fuzz. Of course, go to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. I'll click my Patreon thing at the bottom back on. I forgot to do that earlier. Oh, oh slacking. I know, I know. Um, so you go to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv and you can support us over there. You get these episodes a week early, these influxes. Uh, you get a do all of various things. You get other bonuses. You get 121 Extra, which is a bi-monthly show that alternates with almost cancelled extra for the $1. And that's like a movie discussion. Uh, last one was a horror movie genre sort of history kind of thing uh first one was aspect ratios in the shape of various you know cinema formats um and then who knows what the next one's going to we, be we have one. no idea uh, i've got i've got a spattering of ideas for the next one. Oh yeah yeah we'll see got a spattering uh, uh, i have the power to veto um <laughs> you think you've got the power of veto i uh, so you could, you could go over there, have a look, and there's obviously a lot of things at the higher tiers. Uh, so do, uh, do have a look, and it, it may make you feel warm and mildly fuzzy on the inside. Pun intended. So thank you very much for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys, and we'll see you next time.